Heavenly Father, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. We thank you for your loving kindness. We praise you for your faithfulness. Father, we love you both now and forevermore. And Lord Jesus, you said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is a holy gathering. We are gathered together in your name, and we know that you are in the midst of us. And wherever you are, there is peace that passes all understanding. Wherever you are, there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Wherever you are, there is perfect love that casts out all fear. Jesus, you are love, and we love you because you first loved us. And Holy Spirit, you inspired the prophet Zechariah to say these words. And ye shall ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone, grass in the field. Holy Spirit, we hear the sound of the abundance of rain. We anticipate bright clouds of your awesome power. We wait on you for showers of your unfailing love. We thank you for your presence. And Holy Spirit, we love you just for who you are. Change us from glory to glory. Fill us with your power. Saturate us with your love. Holy Spirit, rain on us. Amen. Amen. We just want to thank each and every person for joining MBKI's Kingdom Counter Radio Show. Hallelujah. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Saturday afternoon. Glory be to God. Coming up on Resurrection Day. Glory be to God. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Who gave his only begotten son to die upon the cross and to be resurrected, to be the sacrificial lamb, hallelujah, that we are able to dwell in the presence of our Heavenly Father. There is no one greater, glory be to God, and I just praise him and worship his holy name. Hallelujah. Let's take some time just to praise him. Give him his just due. He's done so much for us all. There is none greater. You are healed, carried out, redeemed. 
God, we just praise your holy name right now, Lord God. We lift up holy hands, Father God, to worship and praise you, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity, this time, Father God, to come together under one mind, unified, Father God, just giving you praise, giving you worship, Father God, thanking you, Lord God, for this day that you have made, thanking you, Father God, for protecting us, thank you, Father God, for providing for us, thank you, Father God, for your son, Christ Jesus, Lord God, who has cleansed us up, Father God, that we are able, Father God, to dwell within your presence. We give you all the honor, Lord God. We give you all the glory, for there is none like you. There is none greater than you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes, you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God that put the fish in the sea and the birds in the air, the God that put the cattle on the land and placed man in the garden, your dwelling place, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord, and we thank you, Father God, that today, Lord God, that we can be in the presence, in an Eden place, in a place of pleasure, in a place of delight with you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Prepare your people, Father God, for the word. Prepare your people, Father God, for your presence to come and to transform, to renew, to break the chains, hallelujah, to destroy the ley lines, Father God, that has been keeping them bound in the name of Jesus. Father God, for as your son died and resurrected, Father God, he has given us the ability, Father God, to have remission of sin, hallelujah, to be released, Father God, from bondage, to be released from imprisonment, to walk in liberty and in peace. 
Hallelujah, Lord God, we glorify your name. We thank you, Father God. Today, Lord God, we just speak, Father God, into the atmosphere. We decree and declare, Father God, hallelujah, Lord God, that doors will open. We decree and declare, Father God, health over our family, Lord God. We decree and declare, Father God, a financial breakthrough. We decree and declare, and we speak now into the atmosphere. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bring your mind in. Focus on the Lord. Focus upon his goodness. Focus. Hallelujah. Yes, I
Yes, I believe it belongs to me. So I'm going to All over the house Right where you are Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Right now, Father God, we just focus our hearts, Father God, and our minds upon you, Father God. Hallelujah. Just, Father God, praising you for who you are, Lord God. Not looking for anything, just to give you your praise, Father God. Hallelujah. For you loved us first, Father God, and we just want to return that love, Father God. Giving you thanks, Father God, and praising your holy name for everything, Lord God, that you have done. Hallelujah, Lord God. If you don't do another thing, Father God, hallelujah, we are grateful and we are thankful, Father God, for what you have done in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If we can just focus upon God. Hallelujah. If we can just focus upon his goodness. If we can just focus, Lord God, hallelujah. Send forth the angels now, Father God, against upon this line, Father God. Hallelujah. To shift, Father God. Hallelujah. To bring the minds of your people in, Father God. Hallelujah. To come against every distraction, Father God, that may try to take the minds and the hearts of your people off of them and onto the world, Lord God. Glory. Glory be to God, Father God. We just come prepared, Father God, looking to receive, Father God, expectation in our hearts, Father God, for something great to happen. Hallelujah. This is an encounter, Father God, and we are calling upon your spirit to come upon this line, to mentor this line. Hallelujah. To give revelation upon this line. Father God, fresh bread. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. Lord God, we come to the table prepared, Father God, to receive fresh bread, fresh manna, a revelation, Father God, that will lead us, Father God, through this, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We glorify your name. We just love you, Lord. We just love you. We come loving upon you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. In Jesus' name.
be to God. Hallelujah. Once again, I just want to thank each and every person that is tuning in to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter Radio. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I just give God all the praise. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. There's been some things that God has done in me and my wife's life within the past 24 hours that we have been waiting on for some time. Sometimes we just need to just wait upon the Lord and praise him in the midst. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So as we praise and we stand still and we trust in him, Trust and believe, hallelujah, we are a witness that it will come to pass in his timing, in his timing, hallelujah. So we have something fresh, something new to praise God about. And each and every person upon this line, even those that are listening to the archives months and weeks down the line, hallelujah, every day God is doing something in your life that he deserves the praise, hallelujah, Glory be to God. Tomorrow we move into Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Better known to the world as Easter. Hallelujah. We're going to be talking tonight about, hallelujah, the resurrection. But we're going to look at it from another angle. We're going to go back into the Old Testament, looking in the book of Exodus. Hallelujah. At the Passover. Amen. And see the correlations between the Passover in Exodus, hallelujah, and the death, burial, and resurrection, hallelujah, of Christ and the leading up to it. Amen. Glory be to God. If we can turn to Exodus chapter 12, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 11. That's Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 through 11. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. The Bible reads, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. Hallelujah. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Verse 3, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, on the tenth of this month, every man shall take of himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for, excuse me, of the household, and if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbors next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your account for the lamb. Verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goat. Verse 6, now you shall keep it until 14th days. Fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat at. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasting in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat. Verse 9, do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roast it in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of the remains until morning. Excuse me, you shall let none of it remain until morning. And what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire, verse 11, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. It is the Lord's Passover. 
amen, as we go over these scriptures, we'll be able to see a correlation of the Passover that they were instructed to do with the lamb and the Passover that took place, hallelujah, in the Gospels with Jesus Christ being, hallelujah, the lamb that shed his blood for mankind. Amen? Amen. If we look at Exodus verse 5 and 6, Exodus verse 5 and 6, it reads, it says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goat. It says, Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, basically four days. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel will kill it at twilight. So let's take a look at that. It says that the lamb must be without blemish. It says the lamb must be without blemish. In those days, the, 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 the lamb, hallelujah, and that's why I say a year old, because the older it got, hallelujah, the more uh, uh, bruises and things would come upon that lamb or that goat, that little uh, baby or whatever you would choose to call it, but the lamb, hallelujah, glory be to God. But if we look now at the same time, at the same time, it was tested. It was tested during this period of time, okay? As I said, it was kept for four days because it had to be tested within those four days, making sure that it had no blemishes, nothing was wrong with it, that it was pure enough to be offered, hallelujah, as a sacrifice for this period. Now, if we turn our Bibles to Luke, chapter 11 and verse 53. That's Luke chapter 11 and verse 53. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, okay? Amen. So it reads here in Luke chapter 11 and verse 53, and we're going to read 54 as well. It says, and as he said these things unto them, the scribes and the Pharisees begin to argue him violently and to provoke him to speak of many things, laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him, that they might accuse him. See, what they were waiting for they were waiting for him to they were waiting for him to say something that was contrary to God and the ways of God. They were waiting for him to 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 act out of character. They were waiting for him to say something similar like Eve. Hallelujah. She said what God said, but she added to it, which meant it wasn't what God said. So they were trying to do anything they could to catch him, to bring a blemish to him, because in that he would not have been qualified to be the sacrificial lamb. Amen? So as those four days, hallelujah, that he went through dealing with the scribes and the Pharisees, so did these lambs. They went through a process to make sure that they were pure to be sacrificed, hallelujah, and the blood used as the Passover, and the blood used as the Passover. If we go over to Luke chapter 12 and verse 14, Luke chapter 12 and verse 14, it reads, uh, let me get there real quick, give me one minute, I just lost my page, amen. Glory be to God. 12 and 14. All right. There we go. All right. And it reads, And he said unto him, Man who made me a judge or a divider over you. Let me make sure I have the right scripture here. 
Luke 12 and 14, Luke 12 and 14, amen. So he's saying here basically that in this man who made me a judge or a divider over you. And he said unto him, take heed and beware of covetousness of man, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Okay, I just went a little bit further than what I wanted to read, but the bottom line of it is this, is that as he was preparing himself to be sacrificed, hallelujah, the scribes and the Pharisees tried to bring him to a point to act out of character. Amen. Now, if we can look at ourselves as we are are looking at moving closer to God. We we say to ourselves, I'm tired of being like this. I'm tired of doing this. I know I've fallen here a couple different times. I'm not going to do this again. I know that my attitude ain't right. I know that I should love my wife this way. I know this. I know that. I'm going to do better. But we always seem to have those assignments that come our way to try to take us out of character. As we as we uh, uh, come to God with a pure heart and ask him to forgive us for our sins and the things that we may have done, hallelujah, we always have that thing that wants to come back and take us out of character. But we're dealing with today the lamb. We're dealing with the lamb, the lamb of the Old Testament and the lamb, hallelujah, of the New Testament that shed his blood hallelujah, for the sins of the world, that shed his blood for the sins of the world. If we look back at Exodus chapter 12 and verse 6, chapter 12 and verse 6, it says, Now you shall keep it until the 14th day in the same month, then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. So kill it at twilight. Now, twilight was 3 p.m. There was a particular time that they were to kill this lamb, and it was 3 p.m. on the Passover. 3 p.m. on the Passover. Now, one of the things is after this lamb was tested at 3 p.m., it must have been killed. It had to be killed at that time of 3 p.m. Amen. Now, if we look in the book of John, it speaks of Christ. Hallelujah. It speaks of Christ and him dealing with, uh, let's see, go with John. John, trying to get here real quick for you. Glory be to God. John 12 and 24. Let me just read that real quick. John 12 and 24 reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone, but if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. It bringeth forth much fruit. You see, with the lamb, hallelujah, dying, what it was able to do because of the blood being put on the doorpost, it was able to save, hallelujah, a multitude of people. So that lamb died and many were saved, hallelujah. Many were saved because the death spirit passed them over, hallelujah, and they were able to come out of Egypt, hallelujah, and go into the wilderness making their way to the promised land. Now, as we look into Christ, Christ is saying that he, hallelujah, must die and go into the ground like a seed, and it germinates. And as the seed germinates and busts open, it comes back out of the ground. And as it comes out of the ground, it creates a big trunk and branches, and on those branches is much fruit. Hallelujah, much fruit. Glory be to God. So that one little seed, hallelujah, was able to multiply and bear much fruit and bear much fruit. If we also go, now here's another, here's another flip side to it. If we went to John 19, because we have to realize 3 o'clock p.m., hallelujah, was the same time that Christ cried out and gave his last breath. If we look at John 19, verse 28 through 30, that's John 19, Verse 28 and 30, it says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, 
that the scriptures might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now, there was set a vessel full of vinegar and full of uh, filled a sponge with vinegar and put it unto Hesop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar and said, it is finished. When he said it is finished, he said that at precisely 3 p.m., the same time that in the book of Exodus that the lambs were to be sacrificed, they were to be killed at 3 p.m. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if we went over to uh, Hebrews 9 and 22, it will let us know that without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission. We, you understand that the lamb, the physical lamb, hallelujah, when the blood was shed, they were told to take the blood and to put it on the doorpost, hallelujah, so that the death spirit, hallelujah, would pass by because they had been protected. They were shielded by the blood, hallelujah. So when the blood was shed by Jesus Christ, hallelujah, what it did is it gave remission of sin, hallelujah. What is remission? Remission is a release from bondage or imprisonment a release from bondage or imprisonment. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah, when you're dealing with that thing, hallelujah, that, that, that you can't shake, that addiction, hallelujah, whatever it may be, it is the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, that gives you the remission, that cleanses you, that frees you from that thing so that you're able to walk in liberty and in truth in him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we thank him, hallelujah, on today just for the blood that he has shed it on Calvary, hallelujah, to cover all sins, because I know where I came from, and it was, I, knew, I know where I came from, glory be to God. So without the shedding of his blood, there could be no remission. We must understand that the Resurrection Sunday, this day that we celebrate, is all about his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection. It's not about rabbits. It's not about eggs. It's not about baskets. It's about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Because if it wasn't for the blood, Christianity and faith is all based upon his death and resurrection. If he did not resurrect, he would be just like everyone else, just a teacher, a rabbi, hallelujah. But he didn't. He resurrected. He defied the law of medicine to where you could not die and come back to life. He walked upon the earth before he ascended to heaven to make a point that I am not dead, that I live, and I go to be with the Father. Hallelujah. That I have fulfilled and said in there that everything was fulfilled. What was fulfilled? Everything that was prophesied and set and, and, and it's set in place, hallelujah, in the Old Testament by the prophets. Everything that they spoke of, he fulfilled. Everything that he, they spoke of, he fulfilled. And when, as I think there was over 300 prophecies that he fulfilled in his three-year ministry. 300 prophecies that he fulfilled. So now tell me. If he was not the son of God, how could these individuals years prior speak something and he come on the scene and fulfill what was spoken? So I don't understand individuals that say there is. He was he was just a, a prophet. He was, you know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't God in the flesh. He wasn't the son of God. I, I don't believe all that. Well, the Bible proves it. And there's been many scholars, many uh, atheists that have tried to prove the Bible wrong. And there's been many that tried to prove the Bible wrong, and from the reading, hallelujah, of the word, hallelujah, they are now believers in Jesus Christ. They are now believers in Jesus Christ, based upon the written word. Hallelujah, glory be to God. See, the blood must be applied. The blood must be applied. You can apply it, but if you don't believe in it, the saving power is not there. You will not have the ability to live that eternal life. Many of us 
speak one thing, but our belief in our heart, not our mind, in our heart, is somewhere else. I had to learn the hard way. Not everybody that says they are Christian are 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 a Christian or a believer for the same purpose. Just like in the Bible, there were followers that followed Christ because of his signs and wonders and what he could do. Then there were those that followed him for who he was. So if you don't believe in the power of the blood, you can speak it, but if it's not a belief in you, because God knows your heart, it's not going to have the power to do what the blood can do. It's not going to do what the blood has the power to do. John 3 and 36 speaks of this. John 3 and 36 speaks of this. Hallelujah. Let me get there real quick. John 3 and 36. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. It's funny, it doesn't say in him, it says on him. So we can speak a thing, but as God says, he knows the heart of man. So if it's not, your motives aren't right. <laughs> if your motives aren't right. If you speak, I'm a I'm a Christian and I'm this or I do that or da 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 whatever you may, but your purpose or your motives are wrong. And I, this is even with leaders because in today's day and age, we have a bunch of leaders that are basically uh, leading people not for the sake of Jesus Christ, but for the sake of financial gain. And that's not of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Understand this, that the blood is the only thing that can save us. It's the only thing that that has the power to wash away the sin that is in our heart. There is no other remedy. There is no other saving power. There is nothing that you can't do. It's not a point of let me just live right, let me give. No, it's about the blood, about the blood and receiving Hallelujah, Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It speaks about that in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So now as they had killed the lamb, the next thing that they would do is they would have a feast, a feast. Because if you remember, God said to eat, to eat of the lamb. So if we go to Exodus 12 and 8, chapter 12, verse 8, and we're going to read through to 11. Exodus 12, verse 8 through 11. It says, Then they shall eat of the flesh on that night, roasting it in fire with unleavened bread, unleavened bread, unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boil, at all with water, but roast it in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remain of it until morning, you shall burn it with fire, and thus you shall eat it with the belt of your waist, the belt, the belt of truth. We talked about talks about that in Exodus, or excuse me, in uh, Ephesians, you have the sandals on your feet, the preparation of peace, the staff in your hand, authority, and you shall eat it in haste. And is excuse me, it is the Lord's Passover. It is the Lord's Passover. The feast simplifies Christ, the bread of life, for He is the bread of life, is what the Bible says. And if we go to Matthew 26, verse 26 to 28, it talks about the Last Supper. And this Last Supper was 
done during the, the festival of, of unleavened bread before he went and was seized by the Pharisees and and them. Also in the verse of First Corinthians eleven through twenty three and twenty six and twenty six. Now there's something that I discovered during the Passover dinner in Exodus. There was an unleavened bread. There were three pieces of motus, okay, and they put them all together. Three. And symbolically what that would represent is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now the middle one, what they would do is it would be broken in half. And then what would happen is they would take it and they would wrap it in a napkin and they would hide it. And they would eat it at a later date. And they would eat it at a later date. Now, if you know the story, Jesus was broken. When he uh, came off the cross, they wrapped him, and they put him in a cliff, a cave, and they rolled a stone so that he couldn't get out. And they put guards there. He was hidden. He was hidden. See, this is uh, symbolic to what took place in the Gospels. It was symbolic to what took place in the Gospels. Understanding this, that from the time of Genesis up until the time of Malachi, Father God has been trying to get back his creation, his sons and his daughters, because as he created man in his image, he desired a family, someone like him. And he put us in his garden where he dwelt, Eden standing for the garden of delight, the garden of delight. And from the time of the the forbidden fruit being eaten by Adam and Eve, we were not able to dwell within his presence because of sin, because of sin. Throughout the Old Testament, He told Moses, hallelujah, to build a tabernacle. He told Solomon to build a sanctuary because he chose, he wanted to dwell with his creation, even though his creation had gone sideways. To the point of even in the days of Noah, when he seen how bad man had gotten, he destroyed man and told Noah to replenish the earth, to multiply. He didn't tell him to subdue like he told Adam and Eve because the power was handed over to Satan. But through his son, hallelujah, that I think, I believe, hallelujah, that was kind of dibbling and dabbling with those people outside of his home and ended up bringing some of that stuff into the ark and out of the ark with him in his mind to where as he seen his father naked in the tent, hallelujah, he did some things that were not (laughs) too cool. (laughs) Hallelujah. And he went out from there. And that's the, the bloodline where Nimrod came from. Hallelujah. That created, that curated a Babel in a lot of the other cities. What I'm talking about here is I'm talking about where, hallelujah, some of these, uh, uh, the pagan uh, belief, hallelujah, of Easter comes in. Because it's not about Easter. It's about the resurrection. But there was a correlation that, that took place, hallelujah, as time prevailed. As time prevailed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to read something here to you. Hallelujah. Uh, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It says Easter, hallelujah, the celebration of Easter was gradually combined with pagan rites of spring tradition because we must understand that Easter comes from a goddess named Eastra. Hallelujah. And she was a fertility goddess. Hallelujah. And it was about the same time of March and April when they would have their 
festival. And see, what ended up happening as time went on is modern and today, modern celebration are the results of this compromise, of this compromise. What am I saying? I'm saying that we need to understand the reason and purpose. And some of the terms that we use, we must understand why we use them and where they come from. There's a lot of things we do and say, hallelujah, are even a part of, but we don't understand the origin of it. And many of these things come from a place that is not. Now, I'm not saying that Easter is not of God. I'm not saying that. Because what ended up happening in time is it had shifted over uh, 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 uh let me let me let me let me go here with this real quick. Let me go here with this real quick. Uh yeah, right here. Okay. Give me one minute. Uh, all right. So uh now we already know uh for for Christians the origin of Easter is simply the crucifixion, the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, that happened around two thousand years ago. Okay, according to the Gospels account, Jesus Christ is the true Messiah promised in the Old Testament. He was crucified, resurrected at the time of the Jewish Passover. Since that event took place, those who believe Christ is their Messiah have honored that day and often celebrated with the traditional Passover. Now, as the gospel of Christ spread it throughout non-Jewish nations, among people who did not have a history of celebrating the Passover, the pagan rite of Easter gradually became assimilated into what the Christian called Resurrection Day, compromising the commandments of God with the comfort of the world. That's one of the oldest things, I mean, this is old as Israel itself. And, and, and here's another fact. Now, American history teaches us that Easter was dismissed as a pagan holiday by the nation's founding uh, Puritans and did not begin to be widely observed until just after the Civil War. So we can see that in those times, the Puritans understood something, that this is not of God, this, this Easter thing, this, this, this painting eggs and, and bunny rabbits and all these type of things. Because you must understand the bunny rabbit is a symbolization of fertility. Hallelujah. Where did fertility, the God, Istra, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name correct. Now, I'm not saying this to say anything pertaining to what is called Easter. It's been Easter all my, I mean, I was run, running around trying to find eggs. When I, my kids, I would take and get those little plastic eggs you can open up and put dollars and five dollars and hide them around and stuff, you know. But the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So when it comes to particular holidays and things, I want to know where this thing started at. And so as the Lord showed me this, I'm telling you this. Not to say, hey, don't go out and do what you do, but just understand where it originates from and let the Holy Ghost lead you on what to do and what not to do. I, all I am is a messenger. I ain't, nobody, I ain't nobody special. I'm just letting you know what was told to me as I begin to research this. It's about the resurrection. It's about the resurrection. I was talking to someone the other day, and they were telling me, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we we can know a little bit of something and we, we figure that we we are far more advanced in particular areas or particular matters. Hallelujah. I remember I, I was there a couple of weeks ago and God slammed me back down, hallelujah, to my place. Glory be to God. I thank him for it. But we must understand that this is all about the resurrection. It's all about, hallelujah, his blood, how it has saved us, how it has cleansed us, how it has given us 
the opportunity to dwell with our creator because he has been wanting to dwell with his creation ever since the Garden of Eden. But it's a choice that we must make. He does not want robots. I believe that's why he put the tree of good and evil in there, that we would make a choice to choose him over the world, over the world. But what is happening today is we have the world, hallelujah, mixed in with his church. We have the world mixed in with his church. Even so, the resurrection day, we have the world mixed in with it. We have Easter egg hunts. Somebody tell me, if you can find something in the Bible, about an Easter egg hunt, please let me know, and I will be there. I'll be the first one there. I found that. The Bible says, it says that he is the word. It says that, 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 that the word became flesh. Hallelujah. So if he's become flesh and he is the word, then, and we are supposed to worship and praise and follow him and be like him, if he is not telling me to go Easter egg hunting, then, then maybe I need to, to look at this. And now, again, I'm not talking. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. Because as we move into Resurrection Sunday on tomorrow, you're going to find a lot of performance. I've got the Spirit of the Lord. As me and my wife were praying earlier today. I've seen there's a, going to be a lot of performance. Why? Because there's going to be people that normally don't come to church. So we must satisfy their flesh and tap into their spirit. God wants to dwell with his creation, and he wants to come into the sanctuary where his people, the Bible talks about, the upper room and them being on one accord, being on, on one mind, seeking God with everything in them. As we move into Resurrection Sunday, remember what he has done for you, where he has brought you from, how he saved you from going crazy, how he rescued you from suicide when you were thinking about killing yourself. But just by chance, the gun didn't go off, the knife didn't cut. Somebody walked across the bridge when you were about to jump. That wasn't by coincidence. Think how he saved you from death, from abuse, sexual, mental, verbal, the love that he has for us is so great. And as he's given his son to shed his blood, that we will be able to be washed of the filth, the sin that we have lived in, to be able to be made over. It says, all old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. We're new creatures in Christ. And for that, he deserves a celebration to give us that has turned our backs upon him once upon a time. to take our penalty for our actions and to give us a second, some of us a third or fourth opportunity to get it right. To get it right. I believe that we're living in an hour and in a time where God is really drawing and pulling and speaking to many of us in areas of our lives, wanting us to go deeper, 
in him because of the time that we are facing. It's not time for unforgiveness. It's not time for competition. It's time to love and unite so that we can come together as one body, as the church, not many churches, but the church, to subdue, to conquer, and to take back what has been stolen. Father, we thank you. We, we praise your name. We, we give you honor, Father God, and thank you. We can't thank you enough for loving us enough to give your only begotten son to die, to take our penalty, that we may be able to have a second chance. We thank you, Jesus, for you didn't have to do it, but you did. And we thank you. I pray, Father God, that as we move forward into Resurrection Sunday, that your ministering angels may minister to the hearts and minds of your people, that they may know the truth, that they may see the truth, that they may move in the truth, Lord God, and praise you for who you are and what you have done and not get caught up in all of the performance. We glorify your name, and we thank you. And, Lord God, right now, if there's anyone that does not have a relationship with God, hallelujah, I just want to pray with you right now. Hallelujah. If you could just repeat after me, Lord God, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord God, save me. I believe that you gave your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins, resurrected on the third day. I ask you, Lord, to come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Lead, guide, and direct me from this day forth, and I will give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For anyone that has said that prayer, hallelujah, there is, hallelujah, praise going on in the kingdom, in heaven now, on your behalf. And even those that listen to the archives weeks, months, years down the line, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We just want to give thanks, hallelujah, to each and every person that has come upon the line tonight. Hallelujah. Just a few announcements. We will be uh, having beta mentoring conference line here on Thursday nights, uh, every night, 6 p.m. on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hallelujah. We're on the topic of worship. Glory be to God. And on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and noonday Eastern Standard Time, we have one hour of power where we basically pray and come together and uplift, motivate, and encourage one another. Hallelujah. In the Lord. And as you know, we have Kingdom Encounter. Hallelujah. Every Saturday evening at 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. Glory be to God. If you feel led by the Spirit of the Lord to give into this ministry, because we are a ministry doing great things online and uh, in our local area, uh, you can go to Face, excuse me, PayPal, and uh, hit Send Money, and the email address is mbkministries.com. Or you can go to our website at mbkministries.com. Com, and at the bottom of the home page, you'll see a donate button, and it will take you to PayPal. Glory be to God. And we do pray over those finances, and we believe 
that God will bring a tenfold blessing to those that are led by him to give. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. Hallelujah. So I just thank each and every person that has come upon the line tonight to be a part of Kingdom Encounter. Hallelujah. We pray that the rest of your day goes uh, superb and that your day tomorrow in celebration, hallelujah, of Christ will be off the chain. Amen. Glory be to God. We thank you for coming. God bless you. And remember, walk by faith and not by sight. We'll see you next week. God bless you.